It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, old Bean. Oh, old Bean, hello. Old Scroat. <laughs> Bean's fine, Scroat's not. No, you made that quite clear last week. Mm. Just going to apologise because we've got the window open here in the attic today because I think it's it's the last day of summer. It's the last hot day of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's changing from tomorrow, which is Wednesday onwards, so we're just making the most of it with a slightly ajar skylight. Mm. I've always thought about myself that I... They have a very keen sense that there's a day of the... You know, they, they say there's one day of the year where flying ants descend on the on the country. Yeah. Like with me, there's one day a year where melancholy deci- descends on me because I can feel the passing of summer and, and autumn blowing in and I feel a little melancholy and think about death. And is this today? I think it might be today. Oh. I, think, I think it might be. Well, maybe it's tomorrow, but it's, it's definitely sort of in the air. I've got to stop thinking about death less. Yeah, I think I think it's best not to think about it at all, if possible. It's not that I'm sitting here thinking about my my. Uh, well, I'm not like thinking about being on my deathbed. Mm. I can quite get into that stuff, thinking about what my last words would be, or as I've said before, getting choked up thinking about the eulogy my son would give to me <laughs> at my my funeral. Yeah. yeah, I can get myself quite nicely emotional thinking about that stuff, but it's the passing of time I don't like. Um, the sense that more is behind you than is ahead. Yeah. All the things you've failed to achieve and accomplish. Don't think about it. As soon as you start thinking about it, think about something else. <laughs> can I just tell you something? So I bumped into one of my friend's mums in the streets earlier on, mm-hmm. and she was saying to me, how are things with you? And I was saying, oh, Gene's just great. He started school. I'm, so, I'm trying to be positive. And she says, how's work? I said, oh, it's pretty dire. <laughs> dire. <laughs> it's, dire. It's pretty dire. Wow. Um, and she said, uh, she said, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I said, the Beatles had a thing when they were starting out, like, you know, they'd not have a drummer or their van would break, break down and be in the middle of nowhere and they wouldn't know what to do and nobody had signed them or even, like, listened to their, you know, demo disc and, you know, they'd be in these dire situations and then one of them would just say, oh, well, something will happen. And it did, like, invariably, like, a, a, a car would come along and give them a lift or, you know, they'd get, get a letter with an offer of a gig or stuff. So I try and hold on to that. I know it's an inane, I think we talked about it on the podcast before, I think it's it's quite an inane 
sentence in some ways, but in other ways, it's, it's like such profound wisdom. Oh, something will happen. So when I'm feeling bleak, like, oh, God, God I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I think, oh, something will happen. So I say this to her. Yeah. And I say, you know, and they had this thing, this little mantra, something will happen. So I try and think about that. And she then she, you know what she said to me? What? She went, yeah, but they were young though, weren't they? I mean, oh! they, were, they were only 19. You don't need that kind of uncertainty at your time of life. <laughs> this one thing you've been holding yeah, on to, yeah. this great comfort throughout yeah. your life, snatched yeah, away in yeah, a moment. Yeah. Oh, and young. a reminder yeah. that your youth is well behind. Yeah, oh. yeah. So there's that. Um, so hello, welcome to uh, <laughs> welcome to the episode. Yeah. They were young though, weren't oh. they? <laughs> uh, welcome to the latest edition of the podcast. And um, it's my wedding anniversary yesterday. Happy anniversary. I was sad really that uh, they haven't introduced a lockdown sooner because it was Sarah's birthday in lockdown. And it was just so much easier. You didn't need to think about where to go or what to get particularly because <laughs> oh, right. the options were so limited. Yeah. Whereas we're in this weird sort of between lockdown period. I really felt I had to pull the stops out. I'll tell you something I don't enjoy doing. Ordering flowers and then the bit they say, what, what would you like to write on the card? Okay. Because I feel that I don't want to say anything too mushy, lovey-dovey, because mm. it's embarrassing to the florist. Yeah, it's embarrassing for you. Yeah, well. yeah, so yeah. it's embarrassing for me, and yeah. they'll think, oh, look at him. Yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I always en- end up just putting some dumb quip on the card because I don't want to say anything too lovey-dovey. Oh, but then you can scribble it out and write your true feelings. True, yeah. true. <laughs> Although I've done the opposite. I've bought like a really lovey printed card with a verse in it. Like a really sort of saccharine verse and then scribbled it out and written my true feelings before now. Oh, good. I've good. Done, it, done it both yeah. ways. Um, we we did go out. We went out last night for, for dinner. Um, here's the thing that happened. We the, the restaurant we went to was on the other side of London, so we took the underground there. Obviously, we're very safe. We wear masks. We don't sit close to other passengers and all that. But um, as we were... You know, as we were on the journey, a homeless guy got on at one of the stops and he started making this speech to the whole carriage. And I'm seeing a lot of this at the moment. I think homeless people have got a really tough time of it because they were basically given somewhere to be during lockdown. But then as soon as that was over, the government turfed them all back out again. Right. So it's it's a difficult time. Yeah. So he gets on and he starts making the speech about how he needs £19.50 to get into a hostel for the night. And, you know, it's typical London underground. Everybody's looking at the feet. No one's making eye contact with him. And I think, I've got a fiver in my wallet. I'm going I'm to give him this fiver. So I take my wallet out and start looking inside it. At which point I realise what I have actually got in there isn't the fiver. It's a load of euros. Oh, which, I mean, I would happily give the guy all the euros in my wallet, which might be more than £100, but then I don't want to give him the admin of going to a bureau de change. Yeah, you'd, have to, you'd have to give him also directions to the new yeah, bureau yeah, de change. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be quite annoying. In some ways, it feels like it would be a kind thing to do because mm. it would be a lot more money. But yeah. on the other hand, it feels like I can't, I can't give... I can't, mm. I can't do this to this guy. I don't think he wants the admin. No, no. so I didn't. But what, what I had in there was a £20 note. Oh, probably a little bit more than you could afford. Well, exactly. Yeah. But because yeah. I did, cause he'd seen me get my wallet out, because oh, yeah. I thought there was a fiver in there, I just thought I'll, I'll, I'll swallow it and I gave him this 20 Wow, and he was like very grateful. Yeah. I'm not. The, I'm not telling this story to show off about my generosity. Like a great guy. I'm just saying. I'm thinking. I think, oh 
God, I thought it was a fiver. Mm. Now I'm going to have to get him 20 because of the awkwardness of a man getting his wallet out and get, putting yeah. it back into his pocket yeah. would be too much. And then the other thing I clocked was the woman opposite me, mm. as he was making his speech, like me, got her purse out, got a yeah. handbag and started opening yeah. it. And then when she saw that I'd give him a 20, oh. she just got a hairbrush out and started brushing oh. her hair instead. Because she's like, well, he's got his money for yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, lo- I like how she went for the hair. Brush. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who brushes her hair on the tube? Nobody. Um, so anyway, we get to this restaurant and I'd, I'd chosen it because it was the first place when Sarah came to visit me after we first met in 2011. She's from America. The first time she ever visited to London to visit me, it was the first place we went on a date together. Romantic. It, what? Well, I, I am romantic. You know, yeah. I don't like to give too much away of this on the podcast no. because, you know, I have a certain macho, cool steely cool guy, yeah, yeah. like John Travolta in that bit of Greece where he's doing, <laughs> what is it? Rocking and rolling. And whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but but really, I am very sentimental and, mm. and, and I'm, very, I'm very sweet. Mm. You know, in some ways it's terrible being married to me because, you know, I am prone to fits of depression which mean you know i look like saddam hussein when they found him in that hole that time <laughs> right 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 but on the plus side on the plus side when it comes to things like anniversaries i tend to be very uh, very romantic um so we, we go to this restaurant which i think of so fondly it's like this lovely buzzy italian place in a part of london that, that we i no longer live in it's a long way from where, where i now live we get there and guess how many customers there are? How many? Just us. Oh, just you and the whole place? Yes. Not quite so buzzy. No. <laughs> no. And that, that buzzy was the big thing about it, you know, oh. but I think it must have fallen out of fashion. COVID hasn't helped. It's also in part of London where people are so rich that they've all just gone to live in their country homes. Right. Um, so we were the only people in there, which is... I felt like I needed to speak, speak in hushed tones throughout. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very awkward. It's a weird situation, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And, and you know, they're too too attentive. Yes. You have like three waiters. Yeah. 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 There was one occasion where I noticed my glass was only half full. Evidence there that I am an optimist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I refilled it with the water bottle myself. Mm. And I, it felt like an act of hostility. Right. Because the waiters were buzzing around all the time, oh. refilling our glasses if we took a... A sip. Here's something I like about the modern age. I was thinking about the differences of a restaurant like that compared to today. Not just that they used to have customers. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in those days, if I go to an Italian restaurant and then it, the the menu would just have all these Italian words on it, I'd have to ask what that was Yeah. and feel like an amateur. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's perfectly reasonable that I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's often there are ingredients yeah. that I don't know. I don't know every ingredient, and I certainly don't know every ingredient in another language. Yeah. But what's great now is you can just look it up on your phone. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, know everything. You know everything. I'm, um, I'm not averse to photos on a menu. <laughs> The dishes. It feels like a, it's a touristy thing. Yeah. I'm not averse to it. You really? I wish more nice places would do it. Because then it's you, safe, you're right. It's safe it's you to look at other people's dinners as they come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have to do that discreetly. Which I couldn't do last night anyway because <laughs> nobody else was having dinner. <laughs> yeah, you could have done with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have done. Um, you, you are right. It's usually the sign of a not very good restaurant. But, mm. I, you know, why can't we have a cultural change? You're right. It's just cultural, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Why can't a few really high-end places Actually, start Actually, yes. Doing why it? not? Get some really beautiful photographs yeah. done. It'd become a thing. I want to know what it looks like i want to know portion sizes for a start i remember when um 
our local McDonald's opened in my hometown of Macclesfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just felt like we were moving into the modern age. Mm. I remember going there with my nan, I think I've said this before, who was like a lovely, doddery older lady and, and going up to the, the... The whole place must have felt very futuristic to her with bright lights and ordering at the counter in that oh, way and yeah, everything yeah. and all these things with exotic names like a Big Mac mm. and a filet fish and going up to the counter and, you know, I'd heard it was, you know, as a kid I was a meat eater back then and I would heard about a Big Mac so I just ordered one which was like 80p or whatever it would have been at the time and my nan who looked like a time traveller <laughs> sort of was like oh, can I have a uh, uh, well, oh, can I have a, a, a cup of tea? Not not too hot, not too strong, uh, not too Aww. weak, not too strong with two and a half sugars. Aww. And then just getting a thing with a bag dunked in and two sachets of sugar and it, mm. just feeling like a very different world to the one tree. Anyway, the reason I mentioned McDonald's is I feel like it sort of upped the ante in the town because, you know, we just got a few takeaways. And then all of a sudden you've got a very brightly lit place and outside they've got the menus with the photographs of what's on the menu, which at the time felt very modern, yeah. futuristic. And there was a local takeaway, it's a Chinese takeaway, which uh, I don't think it was called Greasy Gordon's, but it was called Greasy Gordon's. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Getting a real feel for what yeah. it's like. Okay. And when McDonald's opened, like they suddenly felt like they needed to compete and up their game. So instead of just having like the printed menu, probably with typos like stapled up to the wall on a pin board, yeah. they took photos of all their food. But it was Polaroids, <laughs> and it, it wasn't. There was none of the. There was nothing of the food styling to it. You know, there is an art to that making yeah, food yeah, look good on hard. camera. Yeah. They hadn't heard of that art. Oh. Um, and they just got a load of their takeaway boxes, polystyrene takeaway boxes, and then from overhead, like a bird's eye, right, right. everything just piled. Like here's here's dish number one with everything piled into a polystyrene box, mm-hmm. and and it had nothing so much as the the effect of one those crime scene photographs. <laughs> You know, and the police go in and take a picture of all the things that are lying on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Greasy Gordon. I don't know if it's still there. Maybe if it is, we could organise a listener's coach trip to Macclesfield. <laughs> no? We haven't done the South End one yet. I know, but it's because of COVID. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the only reason why we haven't done it. The only reason. <laughs> Right, that's enough. Uh, that's uh, yammering on from me. What have, uh, what have the drifters been telling us? We've got some good stories this week. Yes, Rebecca says, when I was a senior in high school, YOLO, you only live once, became really popular. Do you remember those days? But no one ever told me what it meant. I thought people were just yelling out YOLO for the fun of it. <laughs> like maybe because it was a funny word that kind of sounds like hello. You can see how my brain works. Since other people were yelling YOLO, I started using it too, clearly incorrectly. I'd pick up the phone, YOLO. I'd text a friend, YOLO, what's up? I'm pretty sure this went on for at least a year, but let's be honest, probably much longer. One day I was texting my best friend and said, YOLO, want to come to church night with me? She called me and explained what YOLO stood for. I was completely oblivious and so embarrassed. I had used it all the time with basically everyone I talked to. You can correctly assume I've never used it since. Oh my God, that's so good. I mean, there is a topic. Mm. Trying to fit in, trying to use the hip, hip lingo. And failing miserably. Using the wrong word. Yeah, using yeah. the wrong word. You know, just to, um, 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd love more stories on that. That would be wonderful. Neil says, I've been listening to the various post-lockdown haircut stories over the last few weeks and thought I would share my own. When my hairdressers and barbers were open again, I thought I would wait a few weeks before booking an appointment. Although my hair had become unruly and mop-like since its last cut in January, it was by no means at the top of my priorities. I thought I would let the initial rush for haircuts die down. So about four weeks after the lockdown restrictions had been eased, I decided it was time for a visit to my usual barber on the high street. Now, I've been using this barber shop for about 10 years, although due to my infrequent haircuts and also the fairly regular turnover of staff and also my drifterish nature, I have never built up a massive rapport with the staff, but certainly recognise a few familiar faces here and there. So I booked my regular appointment and was ushered into my socially distanced barber's chair by one of the regular barbers, a young Romanian woman who had cut my hair a few times before. After the basics of asking how I wanted my hair done and other niceties, we fell into a a comfortable and usually welcome silence for a few minutes. However, maybe due to having been starved of human interaction over the previous few months, or just my general nervousness about having my hair cut with the masks, plastic gloves and trappings of the modern COVID-safe world we live in, I decided it would be a good time to start a conversation. Hmm, must be tricky to know what to talk to people about, I quipped. I mean, with people not able to go away on holiday. Silence. I mean, I know that's what you normally like to talk about, isn't it? A pause, and then she replies. Not at all. I just like to ask our good regulars, you know, if they've been safe and their families are all well and they've not lost anyone, you know, in these difficult times. Well, you didn't ask me, I replied before thinking. No, I didn't, she said bluntly. The rest of the haircut was in silence, my face red under the mask, unable to think of anything to rescue the situation. I was both annoyed with myself for thinking that all that hairdressers can talk to people about is holidays, <laughs> but also fuming that I was not considered one of their good, regular customers, that she would actually ask me and that she didn't even ask me after this conversation. Oh, well, fingers crossed for a second lockdown, which will give me the perfect excuse not to get my hair cut for another eight months. I think that's on her. I think I think she could have handled it better. <laughs> hey, has that postcard turned up yet? What postcard? I thought we talked about this on the podcast that I sent you a postcard from holiday. Oh, no. Oh. No. I wonder if it's, I don't want to. Do, this bit belongs to the drifters, oh, not me. Yes, I remember it now. Because, we did talk yeah, about it. Yeah, the concierge okay. was supposed to post it, and you didn't think they did because, yeah. I, I, I'm, conv- I'm now convinced that the concierge of the hotel didn't like the tone of my postcards, yeah. thought I was a bit sniffy about the hotel, yeah. and then deliberately decided not to post them because I've, nobody has had their postcard. Nobody got nobody them. Nobody got them. Oh, at least one would get through. Are you going to ring up? No, I think he looked at what I'd written and said, oh, I'm not posting these. Yeah, yeah, Bad yeah. publicity for the hotel. Bin. Not that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think happened. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. This isn't about me. This is about drifters. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love that, though. I mean, that, yeah. I, I mean, I think that is more on her than it is on you. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, and this is from Annie. I was talking to a friend over Facebook Messenger about someone close to him who had died unexpectedly. As I was typing my reply... I accidentally mashed the keyboard and sent him the most recent GIF I had shared. The GIF? Stephen Colbert wearing paper, red and blue 3D glasses, excitedly eating a box of popcorn. (laughs) Mortified! (gasps) Somehow he thought it was funny. Oh, God. I'm I'm sure I've seen that GIF as well. Yeah, no. It it means like, oh, this is exciting. Tell me more. Who who is it that's eating the popcorn again? Oh, did I say it wrong? (laughs) Yes. How do you say it? Stephen Colbert. 
That's what I said. <laughs> I think the joke, I think his name is probably closer to Colbert, but he, he played a character on The Daily Show. <laughs> I think, you know, like, uh, what's the Keep It Up Appearances woman? Hyacinth Bouquet. So she, she's called Hyacinth Bucket, but the pronunciation was kind of um, ironic and, you know, trying to give uh... it a trying to uh, lift it up in some way make it sound posher than it is I think that was the joke with Colbert in the first place but unfortunately like him and the character became one in a certain way even though that's not what he does on his late night talk show but I think he will forever be Stephen Colbert but I could be completely wrong about that but I did enjoy you saying Colbert pleasure (laughs) Joe Sarah was saying to me this week uh, she she it's not frequent. It's not a regular thing that she listens to podcasts, but she listened to last week's episode and she was saying, or the last couple of episodes, and was saying how good the emails are at the moment. Oh yeah, and I think so. Like the, yeah. you know, we're getting great quality email at the moment, but we would always love more. Always, you know, uh, there's always a risk of the cupboard running bare. So thank you for your contributions, and please keep these coming because they're they're just wonderful. Uh, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle. Yes. Let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. Masks. COVID masks, I mean. Now, I wear a mask because... I'm currently wearing two around my wrist <laughs> you at the are. moment. And I didn't know when it was at first, and I thought you had some kind of, I don't know, like flicker book or something on your wrist. It was no, quite the look. I find that if I don't wear them around my wrist, I go out without them. Ah, uh, that's Yeah, I've, I've got loads now that I keep in all different pockets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got no chance of that. Um, so, yeah, I wear a mask because I don't want to kill anyone. And also, I don't want to get COVID again because I've discovered that I'm not a massive fan of being short of breath and being tired for weeks. Not for me, is it, turns out not my thing and i've assumed until now that when it comes to these face masks people fall into one of three categories wear one but don't really like it wear one for i did don't wear one won't wear one for ideological reasons and can't wear one for mental or physical reasons yeah but as of this week's i've discovered i fall into a fourth category wear a mask and really like it. Right. It's just been, it's been this sudden turnaround because mm. as we head into autumn and winter, I'm realising it's going to be this lovely face warmer. Like I often have a very cold face in winter and I really think it might pave the way for the return of the balaclava. <laughs> and I'd love to be able to reclaim the balaclava. Absolutely. Make it non-terrifying again and just a lovely toasty head covering. I honestly don't know why people are complaining about masks because you get to hide over half of your face in public. Is that not the dream? Yeah. Like, especially for teenagers. Imagine when if you were a teenager, being able to wear a mask, like covering most of your face. I would have loved it. I would with my acne. Exactly. It covers up loads of spots. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I also, I've told you I like it. I think I straight up, and this isn't even me being funny, yeah. I think people are nicer to me with a mask on than with a mask yes, off. Yes, you said that. Yeah, yes. think, so, so actually you're in this fourth category yeah, too. You like yeah, the mask. Yeah. yeah. I love it that nobody can see my lips because I hate my lips. I'm always biting them. So essentially cannibalising myself. And like... What are they even there for? Like, honestly, what are they there for? I can only think (laughs) of two reasons. Kissing, and if you're kissing after six months into a relationship, there's something wrong with you. And lips are also used to leave lipstick marks on a naughty married man's collar. (laughs) We don't need that now to catch them out, as we could just read their texts and Facebook messages. So I'm happy that they're hidden. 
I'm also someone who struggles to keep my emotions from my face, like disgust, disdain, displeasure, all there plain as day on my face. And it gets me into trouble. Like I think if I were on The Apprentice, the camera would cut to my face every time anyone said anything, <laughs> including Lord Sugar, because I just can't hide it. <laughs> and I was thinking, like in terms of facial expressions, don't you think that the nose is the grumpy, bad-tempered one of the face? Because all it ever does is wrinkling to show disgust and nostril flaring to do anger like what else does it do right it doesn't do one positive happy expression <laughs> that's right there's nothing 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 upbeat is it's coming negging, from my it's nose. negging on your face yeah yeah it's not a neutral no that's a good point i realized this today and i've started really looking at my nose differently like it's this sort of victor melder in the middle of my face <laughs> Anyway, I've decided that even when we're told that we don't have to wear masks anymore, whenever that may be, I'm just going to carry on. Because also, think of how less ill I'll be, a lot less. And if I can work on not rolling my eyes as much, nobody in public will ever know what I think of them, which can only be a good thing. (laughs) I've had some interesting conversations this week about what platform might be best for our live show, just oh, for the Patreon subscribers, yes. uh, which which uh, those, those conversations are ongoing. I have got some bad news, though. Mm. And do you remember I said Sarah had listened to the last couple of episodes of the podcast? Yeah. She heard me saying uh, about the possibility of doing a live show on the 13th of October. Mm. And she's since said that I can't do one on that date. Ah, uh, okay. Not maybe, allowed. Maybe a week after then. Yeah, so more likely the 20th or... Maybe, what if we didn't do it on a Tuesday? What if we did it on a Wednesday? Does that work? Could do. Anyway, T- TB, yeah. uh, we're, we're still okay. filming up the day yeah. and, yeah. and the platform, but uh, the, the the wheels are in motion, as they say. Um, so that's that. And how is your laminated chart coming on? Yes. Um, your di- what is it, a diagram, a table of... It's going to be a chart. Yeah. I'm kind of starting to fumble my mind like how it's going to look in terms of, you know, wording, etc. You're percolating, aren't you? It's percolating in my mind. There's a lot of percolating needs to go on with any of these projects. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is this is the chart of things not to say to people in their different professions for um, laughing on the outside, dying on the inside. And we're, we're going to expand that to nationalities as well, aren't we? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I've got a few more for you. Stuart says, Great. the next time I'm with my dog and I hear someone say to me, is he taking you for a walk? I swear I'll be seething with anger and want to punch them. But in reality, I'll just force a half smile and say, yeah. Every dog always had that said to them. <clears throat> oh, another dog one. This is from Lorna who says, I'm a dog groomer, dog walker. When I tell people what I do, I often get, oh, wow, that's my dream job playing with dogs all day. This really annoys me. I just smile and say, yeah, it's lovely. I wish it was just playing with dogs, but in truth, it's a very physical job, mm. often dealing with aggressive dogs and their perfectionist owners. I have to say, I am a dog lover and and uh, nothing to me looks fun about being a dog groomer. I think, you know, often you get these dogs who nip at you. Yeah. I don't want to be nipped by a dog. And I'm sure like groomer, um, you know, I bet a lot of the type of dog owners who send their dogs to the groomers can be awful particular uh, yeah very particular exactly yeah. that yeah, yeah there's yeah. not much playing going on is there no i wouldn't no. have thought so the dog often doesn't like it so you've got to calm the dog and mm, yeah mm, that mm. doesn't sound good um, I, th- I think it's great work that you're doing yeah uh noble work i would say mm. like who doesn't love a beautifully groomed dog oh well yeah, yeah. i love a scruffy unkempt dog <laughs> as well but I, th- I think you're you're doing great work that probably isn't much 
fun a lot of the time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure I you agree. take a look. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and Curtis says, I'm colorblind. And 99% of the time when people find out, they point to something and say, hmm, what colour is this? <laughs> I pass through being infuriated to just experiencing a deadness of my soul each time I hear it. And my favourite dumb question is, but how do you drive? Which I only heard once. By way of an answer, I held my arms out to grip an imaginary steering wheel and made car noises. <laughs> uh, more of these, please. Uh, there is a laminated chart coming your way. Yep. Um, or it's going to be shareable as a meme, isn't it? And we've got some... Meme? New... What does meme mean? I can't do a meme. I'll have to well, look Maybe it up. it's not a meme. But anyway, we, we've got some quite exciting news about what that might look like as yes, well, which is coming up yes. soon. Um, but more of these, the things people say to you that you've heard a million times, you just have to pretend like you've never heard it before, uh, usually about your job, but we want to expand that to other things. Maybe the city you come from, yep. country you come from. Um, email us, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, I just don't feel like I'm going to be satisfied in life until I've got one of these new Apple watches that measures how much oxygen there is in your blood. Then I'll be happy. What? It's the, it's the latest thing. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need to know? I don't know, but it's a new shiny thing that I can <laughs> right. project some idea of contentment onto, and then I'll have it, I'll feel happy for a few hours, and then move my focus onto another thing. Have you got any idea how it knows? Like, no. Does it take little, little sort of in, like blood tests of you? <laughs> little pinpricks? I, I would like how one that did your blood pressure, but I don't think they've invented that yet. No. Well, that'd be tight on your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what is surprising to me? That... You know, fashions for things come in come in waves. That these Apple watches, in some ways, I mean, they they look modern, but they, they look like a watch has looked forever. It's around you. It's a wrist watch. Yeah. It looks like a wrist watch. Mm. Why haven't they invented one that is a pocket watch? Oh, could sit it next to your heart. Yes. I mean, it would mean having to have some kind of waistcoat on all the time. <laughs> I'm not sure he's... I mean, unless you're Jason Donovan, it's not always what everyone's yeah, wearing. him out of the Kaiser Chiefs. He's yes. often got, got a waistcoat <laughs> him on. Him and Jason Donovan would be fine. Everyone yeah. else, not Rabbits. so much. Rabbits, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apart from that... Yeah, all right. You uh, mm. you make a good point. Mm. Have you seen Snooka recently? <laughs> no, of course the, I haven't. <laughs> so I was flicking through the channels a few weeks ago when, when the sort of big Snooka thing from The Crucible was on. And you know how there was always a slightly incongruous elegance to snooker in mm. that they're all wearing tuxedos, well, you know, waistcoats and bow ties. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me. So they still do. Oh, good, good. But, you know, because everything's commercialised these days, yeah. they're sponsored. So somebody is wearing like a black tuxedo, yeah. but they've got a Betfred patch no! stitched onto it. <laughs> like you have on a denim jacket. <laughs> It's <laughs> so weird. Amazing. I know, I know. Um, pocket watches. Um, we're still loving Cobra Kai. 
Oh. I told you about this last week. Yeah. I take it that you haven't tried one. Nope, nope, nope. We love it so much that last night for our wedding anniversary dinner, most of what we talked about was um, people we know. I'd bring up the name of someone we know, mm. and we would have to we'd have to guess whether they would prosper as a you know a karate trainee mm. in the sort of rough and tumble, tough love dojo right cobra kai yeah or whether they do better in the more meditative nurturing oh. miyagi miyagi do well, dojo of course i have to ask now you know what what was the thoughts on me you know you didn't come up what because you weren't talking about me for most of your wedding anniversary i'm disgusted because <laughs> the, the trick was not to think of somebody who would easily fall into one camp or uh, the other okay. or the, but to find somebody who you really have to think about which method whether basically you're asking whether somebody is a carrot person or a stick person right and obviously i'm so obviously like the rough and tumble one but, uh... well i think more than that because I, I didn't think of you at, at the time <laughs> mm. i think maybe we said tom Oh, okay. And so, yeah, we did this. Your Annabelle's lover, Tom. We did. But Tom was the one yeah. that we brought up. Yeah. Because in some ways, mm. I think um, he'd be good in the kind of the one where you get shouted at and told that you, you mm. know you're a weakling and um, you you know and the tough love. But then I thought about his love of plants yeah. and how nurturing he is, yeah. and I decided he'd be better off in the Miyagi Do. I think you're quite right. Whereas I think even though I think of you as this delicate flower, mm. maybe in a personal training context, mm. you'd do better with somebody who really yelled at you. You know, like boot camp style. Well, you know what? We'll never know <laughs> ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> like, there has been a couple of times where I've been watching it where I thought, should I take up <laughs> This is why I'm worried the next decade. If I come it's next not, week and you've got that white suit on, I'll be it's not, it's not. It's not going on my list of things to do. Although they do look comfy, those karate suits. Yeah, but it bugs me. The belt thing bugs me. Like It just keeps coming undone. <laughs> like like buttons, zips. Like they, we have things in the modern world now. Use yeah, them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's like the Jerry Seinfeld line about chopsticks right yeah so you have to hand it to the chinese <laughs> they know we've invented the knife of yes yeah. yeah um anyway i'm really uh really still enjoying that even though i you know i know it's a, a bit cheesy and rubbish but it's great as well give it a go you're not going to are you i might do okay um have you ever watched Shit's creek no but i'm going to because i've been hearing great things about me too it. so there have been twice when I've tried to watch it. Mm. I've watched two or three episodes, maybe oh. four at this point. Oh, right. That's a lot. Well, I don't know if it is because I, th- I think it's one of these. Like, I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday because it's just the reason I mention it is it's just won a load of Emmys. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday saying you just have to sort of muscle through the first series. No, no, make it good from the start. Don't don't make me like be in pain. No, no, but but I will say that a lot of things you need to do. You need to get to know the characters. Yeah. Yeah, I remember putting Seinfeld on in the 90s, seeing Kramer and thinking, oh, this is too wacky, this isn't for me. Mm. And now I love it almost as much as I love the Beatles. Okay. So I, th- I think th- there is an argument saying you need you need to sort of familiarise, especially with American ones where they have these sort of long series and they can mm. build characters and the jokes in some ways can be kind of cleverer because they're about the personality of characters. But I, d- I don't get why I'd, I'm not, what other people are seeing that I'm not because mm. I love Eugene Levy who is the dad in it. And I love Catherine O'Hara. And they're, they're in so many of those Christopher Guest films. And mm. they play husband and wife or, you know, former partners in Best in Show and A Mighty Wind, respectively. And they're so great together. And those are amongst my favourite films. 
And and when I've tried to watch it, it's just not clicked into place with me. Mm. I really want it to. Muscle through. But I can't work out why it hasn't. So people have recommended a couple of shows to me, like uh, Parks and Recreation before now and A Good Place. And I can watch those shows and think these are good comedy performances. But what I don't like really is any kind of sentimentality in a comedy. Mm. I want to watch comedy and I just want to see a load of jokes and I, I want to laugh at it and and so i don't you know this the the motto on the seinfeld show was no no lessons no hugs no hugs no lessons and and i really like that as an ethos for comedy i think it's really difficult to do it well the office managed it yeah like just the right amount of sentiment without it ever becoming saccharine but i don't enjoy that in a comedy so much but Mm. but it's not that with schitt's creek that's Mm. not the problem i can't figure out what it is maybe i just need to watch because i must have tried with a good place i must have watched between 20 and 30 episodes before deciding it wasn't for me that's a lot because people kept telling me how great it was and it had just fallen into place Mm. so i don't know I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe. Don't have to like everything. That's the thing. Not everything's for everyone. What I don't like is expressing an opinion until I'm sure that other people that I'm talking to or addressing will agree with my opinion. And what I really don't like is when people who I think like the same things as I do like something and I just don't get it. Uh... I consider it to be a fault on my. What I what I never think is, oh, my taste is great, or I just know something that these people don't. I think I'm deficient in some way until I identify what it is in me Mm. that doesn't like this particular thing so this as soon as i realize oh it's because it's sentimental or because it's you know it's got too much heart to it and i think oh yeah well that's not my type of comedy but it drives me insane when other people like something that i don't if i think they're they're sort of people who think and like the same things Mm -hmm. as i do it's like when my mum and dad went to the tate modern and my dad wasn't having a good time and my dad's my mum said the failure is yours not the artist (laughs) and i think that's i think that's how you feel it is it's your failure not to like something yeah i mean i do see some things and think they're just rubbish and Mm. here's why Mm -hmm. but i don't judge other people for liking them i do a bit but you know you know Mm. anyway maybe somebody can enlighten me on that and email in and say no here's the key to liking it and it'll unlock it for me because it, you know, people loved that during lockdown, didn't they? It was a, it became this real thing during lockdown, uh, a real comfort. Um, what else was I going to tell you? I feel like I'm really waffling on on today's podcast. Are you fine with that or shall I shut up? Fine. Had a bit of a dilemma earlier. Well, a bit of drama, more than a dilemma. Sarah got an email yeah. saying there'd been a login to her Deliveroo account. What? From a Windows PC. A Windows PC. Yeah. Uh, at 4.24 this afternoon. Straight away, I sprung into action because we don't own a Windows PC. No, no, you don't. We own Macintosh computers. So I, um, you know, I, I emailed them and they uh, permanently disabled her account. And do you know why I acted so quickly? Why? Don't you remember? No. There was some day when we were back doing the radio show when somebody ordered like £100 worth of burgers to an address in Leicester. Yes, I do remember. Yeah. And then you and didn't you call the police and they weren't very interested. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't send someone round to their house and you're really annoyed. So, so I became sort of ob- what what obsessed me was was I could see in real time that this order had been placed and I had an address. Yes, and I th- so I thought if I ring nine 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 and has to be put through to the you know the flying squad in Leicester or whatever, yeah. won't they just love this? But they won't be able to catch them red-handed do a big raid get to the address before the delivery driver yeah. gets there or if they weren't able to get there that quickly get there while they were eating these burgers yeah. and arrest them all at once crime solved yes 
good for their stats. Yes. Yeah. Whereas it turned out that the Leicester police weren't viewing. Like I was thinking, I'd been watching Line of Duty at the time (laughs) and I'd see a lot of those poles that they're using for breaking down doors and riot gear. And this was how I was imagining going down with this big bag of burgers. Maybe the police could have intercepted the courier on the moped and then got the burgers themselves and gone, you know, undercover. Put that jacket on. Yes. Gone in themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But they weren't a little bit interested. They weren't interested in no. solving that crime. No. That was so weird. No, I know. Not one of my finer moments, mm. that was it, with hindsight. <laughs> okay, uh, Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Plobum. 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 Put an L there where there should be no L. Mm. Uh, a problem... Uh, pro- what am I saying, Aaron? Problem. Will you say it all? You Pro- just do. We just introduce the segment. It's problematic. It's Quandary Corner. Yeah. At the Glap Clinic. Yeah. In problematic. Right. Exactly. Um, we should just say as well that I don't know if we're getting to a point where we've um, solved everything. Solved everything, but the, the we're not getting so many of these at the moment. Yeah, it's gone we? quite quiet for some reason. Mm. So if I've, got, you, I've got two for today, but, but I will definitely part need of the some for next why week. Is, I mean, we can blame it on ourselves for not answering these very well. We can mm. believe, but oh, here's the problem: mm. people aren't out interacting as much, and yes. people aren't, you know, a, a, a good chunk of people, if not the majority, uh, but a good chunk of people mm. are people going to work. As going much. to work, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. anyway. Okay, first one is from Anon. Mm. So to give you some background, I am a keen sports person slash gym goer. However, as part of my fitness regime for the last three years, I have attended a popular spin class, which I loved, and always attended with my lovely neighbours who would also consider friends. Obviously, since COVID-19, going to spin classes, a room full to the brim with hot, sweaty, heavy breathing people has become a thing of the past. For this reason, my neighbours, like so many during this time, have found a new enthusiasm for the good old outdoors gym. They recently invited me around to their back garden at the same time as our old spin class to work out with them, which I foolishly agreed to. Let's just say that the homemade garden workout included weights that did not match, their new COVID puppy pooping on the yoga mat and an incoherent plan of poorly thought through exercises. A bleeping mobile phone timer was also far from motivating. This garden workout was not what I needed or what I'm used to at spin. I find it difficult to hide my emotions and was aware that a look of unsatisfaction on my face throughout. At the end of the session, they nervously asked me if I would be coming back next week. This is when I should have said, look, guys, thanks so much for organising this, but I just don't think it's for me. However, instead, and in true drifter style, I said, of course, that was brilliant, with a smile and gritted teeth. But I was lying. I really feel like these people now feel like I have trapped myself into a garden gym workout, which is far from what I'm used to. Help me. What do I do? Am I destined to waste my precious time working out in my neighbour's garden for months? How can I possibly get out of this one? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to invent somebody close to you. I don't know if it's somebody who lives with you or somebody who is in some way dependent on you, Mm. who is high risk, vulnerable. Mm. And so you can't be going to somebody's house and in their garden and, and... Working out because of COVID reasons. But that means you also, like, these are their neighbours. You also can't do anything. They'll see you going out. You'll see friendlier than neighbours. Oh, uh, I've got it. Break a leg. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's a a, a more minor injury, like feign sprained ankle. So 
do do they want to be going round the neighbour's house? To, see, I think exercise, socialise, not that I do much of either, mm. you know, I don't do any of the former and almost none of the latter. Don't mix them. Mm. Keep them how separate. How can you? How Keep can you? Keep them separate. But how you can don't you want get people to this? hear you panting. How, but how can she say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore? Maybe she just has to do it. Mm. I think just maybe a different excuse every week until they stop asking. Yeah. Yeah. Headache. Yeah. Other plans. You've basically got Zoom call. I think in any situation, if you make four four excuses yeah, after that point it's up them to up to them to take, get, the, take hint. the hint. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it never even mentioned. Yeah, okay. Ideally. Yeah. Okay, good. Um and this is from Gemma. WhatsApp voice messages. When can you use them or can you never use them? Are they okay or not? Now, as you know, I don't use WhatsApp. Oh, you don't you don't even know what this is I'm talking about. No, no, I know exactly what it is because my wife uses it all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um So what you so do you have any thoughts then? Do you want, me to, do you want it... me to do you want me to see if yeah, she'll do yeah. a swap for just yeah, a yeah, segment? Yeah, it'd be very interesting. Let me just see if she's uh she's around. We're just gonna Oh, she sounds like her and my son are having a very fun bath time at the moment. Mm. And if I shout down, I will ruin it. And, and she'd have to leave like your child in the bath. But I could swap with her. Oh, you could swap, could yeah, swap yeah. with her. Yeah. Sarah, where are you? Can we bath. swap? She's in the bath. Can we just... Because uh, the quandary corner... The quandary corner is about WhatsApp voice notes. And I feel that you're far more qualified to answer this question than I am. She said, okay. Okay, I'm going to go and brush my son's teeth. I'll okay. do that. He, okay. he can do it himself, but he chooses to let us do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you if some, <laughs> some mug was going to do that for it? We're go- I'm going to swap. Sarah's going to come up the stairs. Okay. Just Phil for a second. Phil? It's my worst nightmare. Or maybe I'll, I'll start by talking about what I think about it. Yeah. I mean, and then I'll have to repeat it to Sarah. But I think generally my slight issue with them is that I can always, and I'm not showing off here, I can always read faster than you can talk. So if you send a voice message, you're taking up more of my time than if I just can quickly read it. Also, if I need to go back for reference, like say you're organising stuff, then I have to listen to it all over again rather than just glance at it. I'm just filling, Sarah. I heard. What, what were you choosing what I'm thinking. Well, I'm, no, I'm talking about WhatsApp voice messages. So oh, yeah. someone, someone has asked, are they okay or not? And in w- which circumstances can you use them? Now, Jeff says that you're, you use them a lot. Is this true? Yes. Okay. Do I need these? Yeah, you need <gasps> This is like there's a whole new captain on the ship. Yeah. Okay, so thoughts. So, okay. So I use them. I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to sound too crazy to even tell you this. I was just having this little minor anxiety because there's someone I've met, new meeting, professional context. And since we last saw each other, which was 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. I left a... This is not my usual. This is the most extreme I've ever done. I left a three-minute voice note. Now, Mm. it was work-related, and what I was trying to do was save her Mm -hmm. um, the task of having to have a phone call with me. Uh, I see. So, So in other words, what I didn't want to say was, oh, it would be great if we could schedule a call. Mm. So I said by email, 
I'm going to send you a WhatsApp voice note like a young person. Yeah. I can already tell you it's going to be long and babbling, but my hope is time is money and I don't want you to have to spend any time on a phone call. So I think this is the quickest way to hash out this question, this work-related question. So in order, the worst thing you could possibly do is have a phone call. Number two, a voice note, as we're calling it, WhatsApp voice note. Number three, just a text message. That is, that's the order that it should be in. The worst thing... How do you feel? Does anyone ever... Can I... The, I don't want to make you repeat yourself, but can mm. you it, it was a, summarize why the person uses voice notes and wants to know if they're annoying people? Yeah, the, yeah, basically. Yeah. Is, are they okay or not? And what is your instinct? I think it's, they're okay in certain situations. Like, for example, uh, my dog walker uses them because she's got her hands full a lot or she's driving. And so she can't always type yeah. to say, I'm on my way. Um, but then I was saying to Sen, I think... I can, I'm not showing off, I can probably read faster than someone can talk. So you're using up more of my time by having to listen to it than if you you take the time to write it to me. Mm, so, so, so you're saying, perhaps not incorrectly, there's a self-indulgence to it. In other words, in a, no. not, not self-indulgence, no. but it's basically going, I'm going to make this a little bit harder for you, but it's going to be easier, easier for, for me. me. Yeah. I think mm. I, I use them. For exactly that reason, I am. I hate if it's any. I would never use them to say, "Oh, hey, are we good for um, this Friday at four? Right. But like, if it's something that requires a bit of conversation, okay, yeah, I would. Um, like, I just I got a text message from someone, and it took me so long to respond to it. So I just went. This is a voice note. I'm so sorry, but I need you to hear in my voice yes. that the reason mm. it took me so long to respond to this was because of this exact reason, blah, 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 something like that. So I'm a huge fan of them, but it's because it's easier for me. I also notice a lot of people don't respond to my voice notes with a voice note, and my close-ish friends have said that that's because they get too self-conscious reco- recording themselves. Uh. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that problem. Yeah. Okay. I'm more. I'm get. I'm more open now because also you can convey a lot more in your tone than you can in a message. So a message can sometimes seem curt at a text message, but in your voice you can be convey the exact emotion that you and want. And this is the thing: is that I imagine, like, I think. I get real hung up on the tone of messages. Yes. The, the tone do. of written messages. Yeah, yeah. And that takes that away. And it takes so much time mm. to be like, I want to make sure I'm expressing myself with the perfect amount of warmth. Yeah. And I feel like that's managed much, much more effortlessly in a voice note. But I'm also wondering now if I'm annoying a lot of people. I don't know. So if you could help me with a rule for this, would you have any ideas as to what the rule should be? Like, I think if you're got all your hands full you're driving if there's a re- or you're in a massive rush that's fine if you're want you need to convey tone and emotion that's fine mm-hmm. if it's instead of a phone call that's totally fine otherwise i think you should take the time to write the text message i think that sounds right i also think if you it's a moot point i was going to say if you can intuit that something in it exhausts the other person you should immediately stop okay <laughs> but i and to be self-aware while doing it okay. yeah but but people are mostly too polite hmm. well i think we kind of got that sorted i'm here's the thing i think it's i think any drifter who's doing it mm. by virtue of being a drifter Mm-mm. is doing it appropriately yeah so they don't need to worry about it no like i probably need to worry about it because that hadn't quite occurred to me <laughs>
So Gemma, who sent this in, because she's asking it, she's probably doing it right. Yes. There we go. Oh, we got there. The the rule is, if you're asking the question, you're you're doing it right. If you think you're a psychopath, you're not a... Great. Sorted. Do you think that the whole... Because it took us a long time to get there. It's mostly my fault. No, no. Do you think the process of getting there will will make the edit... Yeah, there's no editing. Don't worry about that. There's no editing, no. Well, I am quite concerned that in the time that you're going to have to stop over, I'm going to have to fill again and I don't have anything to say. So I'm hoping that will be edited out. But Well, that's, well I'll call to Jeff. Yeah, could do. I'll think of maybe I'll have a good question. Hey, Jeff. Can't hear you. Might need to open the door. I mean, I'm a woman who can really yell, but I didn't want to blow out the mic. Mm, yeah. Jeff. Jeff. He's not answering. He's coming. He said, Mummy's coming back. He's running up the stairs. I'm, he says, I'm here. He's coming. I can hear him one Annabelle, step, thanks two for having step. Me. I liked feeling Thank like you. you were at the helm of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got it totally sorted. Okay. It took us a minute, but I think we got to a good okay. point. You don't need to know because you don't use WhatsApp, so we can just move on. One thing that occurred to me was, uh, I was telling Sarah about this yesterday, because she's always leaving these voice notes, and she always starts her voice notes. Did she say this by no, saying... No. Hi, I'm just leaving you on these because I believe that's what the young people do. Oh, she did, like, she did use but, that expression. Right, I mean, yeah. that's what she says on it. Apparently she, everyone in Spain does it as well, someone told me. Like, is that right? All the Spaniards do it. Yeah. Uh, in India, they're obsessed with WhatsApp and like all the stuff that you would put on Facebook, memes and uh, sharing stuff, they're all doing it in WhatsApp groups. Oh, right. And like hundreds, you like, I think, uh, you know... Uh, all your cousins and aunties and second cousins can be in a WhatsApp. I think you can like have hundreds of people uh, in a WhatsApp group. Okay. You know, all the people you'd have at your Indian wedding. Um, I'm a little breathless from yeah. running up the stairs. Mm. Really tackle them at speed. Thank you for that. because you know, I feel that like I get exhausted if I don't tackle stairs at speed. If I just sort of go up slowly one step at a time, it can really uh, take it out of me. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, I was so, so Sarah was leaving one of these yesterday. And basically, it seems to me that if you want to leave somebody a voicemail, mm-hmm. like a voicemail is easy compared to a text messages in some way, mm-hmm. because if it's if it's something long and convoluted, if it's quick and easy, text message. Mm-hmm. If it's longer and more involved, or you want it to feel personal, voicemail is better. However, if you ring somebody, there's a danger they're going to pick up. Yeah, you don't want to speak to them. Yeah, yeah. So that seems to me to be the unique feature of these voice notes that they're sending on WhatsApp, which I now sometimes do in iMessage on my iPhone. You can do that as well. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, But it reminded me, and you might remember me doing this because it was definitely like since, you know, it definitely overlapped with me first knowing you. Sometimes if I needed to ring somebody, I would ring from two phones at once, like a landline, like the office phone and my mobile phone with the number withheld on both. No. And whichever one like went to voicemail I'd hang up the other one and then just leave a voicemail on that oh wow just so that I wouldn't have to speak to them amazing that the thought process of like getting to that <laughs> point is amazing I wonder if anyone else has ever done that I'd love to know yeah, I used that's to do brilliant. it I used to do it all the time really? that's just so brilliant. that I got to speak to the answer that's a top tip thank you well but it's probably a bit outdated now you've got whatsapp voice <laughs> notes okay uh, let's have some more of these please um, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com let us solve your social dilemmas
Well, that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Was it a bit rambly? I feel like I'm in a really rambly mood today. I can tell by how long we've been recording for. It's going to be a long one. Sorry if we've eaten up too much of your time this week with me going on with myself. I do, I do apologise. I'll, uh, I'll go back to being reticent <laughs> bereft of anything to say next week. Although, I'll be honest, when I was sitting here an hour before you arrived, I thought, what the hell am I going to talk about on the podcast this week? There you go. There you go. I mean, that's not to speak to the quality of it, or maybe <laughs> maybe that's exactly what it is. Um, thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music, to Emily Harrison for the incidental music, thanks to Carla Gowlett for taking the photos, and to the wonderful Kim Rainey for our artwork. And I'm not going to sign off this week by saying but goodbye or anything. I'm going to use the cool phrase that all the kids are using. YOLO! Podication time? Is there a podication? There is. Let's have a look. Just refreshing my email. There it is. I was worried. Oh, I've just seen who it's from. Tim Wood. Good old Tim Wood. Yeah. He says, Ahoy hoy, Jeff and Annabelle. Mm. Just leave a pause here for uh, every for long time listeners to fill in fill in that bit. Mm-hmm. I did it. After four years of constantly banging on about you, I finally wore my fiancé down and persuaded her to listen. This never goes well. (laughs) And it turns out she 100% relates to the tales of awkward social interaction. Yes. Tim, you've done what almost no one has done before you. Well, yeah, nobody, yeah. I mean, let me read to the end of the email. Yeah, you keep going, yeah, yeah. She got past one episode, though, and realised it wasn't for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know she listens, but I don't know if she ever makes it as far as the podication, but let's find out. Please, can you podicate an episode around the 26th of September, today's the 22nd, to my wonderful fiancé, Alice Croft, as that will be our four-year anniversary. And as I've barely had a moment away from her in the last seven months of working from home, arranging any other sort of present becomes tricky, so this will have to do. I can't wait for our wedding next May, fingers crossed, rampant global pandemic permitting, which, with at least two drifters there, will almost certainly result in an excruciating faux pas that we can replay in our minds over and over again until the end of time. (laughs) That's great. Drift, two drifters. I mean, they are the two drifters, I'm presuming. There yeah. aren't more. Mm-hmm, no. He's not like inviting other drifters. No, don't. Are they all so. hanging out without us? <laughs> um, as it is, she won't let me forget the time we were in a shop and I mistake a woman's pushchair full of wrapping paper for a display stand <laughs> and started taking them out to have a look before getting accosted by an understandably and a confused stranger. <laughs> Uh, he says, keep up the, and then redacted, work. Many thanks. All the best wishes. Tim Wood. Well, Tim, great to great to hear from yeah. you. And congratulations uh, on the forthcoming nuptials, nuptials. And getting someone else to listen. And getting someone else to listen. If anything, that's a greater achievement. Than, uh, yeah. Imagine finding somebody not only who wants to spend the rest of their life, the rest of their life with you, but... Mm also is willing to listen to this podcast that's yeah millions of people get married like every day but only one person has ever got another person to listen to this it's kind of special <laughs> and, then, and then marry yeah you yeah, are yeah. yeah um yeah well very very happy for you and alice 
you know, sort of laughing on the inside, dying on the outside things. Mm. Uh, we could kind of extend it to around names because the name Alice, mm. two things always happen in my head whenever I hear the name Alice. Yeah. One of them is... Who the is yeah, Alice, yeah. Yeah, which... If you don't know what we're talking about, there was a novelty hit in the UK in the 90s. You know that song, Living Next Door to Alice? Mm-mm. Who was that by? Because for 25 years... Uh, not I can't remember. Dr. Hook? No, it wasn't them. I'm going to have to Google it now. Who did Living Next Door to... I used to be great at this kind of uh, this kind of thing. I was unbeatable in a... Smokey. It was by Smokey. Anyway, that was a song from the 70s. In the 90s... They they did it with the uh, offensive comedian Roy Chubby Brown. Mm. It's quite the outfit he used to wear, wasn't it? Yeah, he used to like wear a brightly coloured patchwork suit and a scarf uh, and a scarf, and then yeah. some kind of hat with like propellers on it. Does that mm. ring a bell? Yeah. Anyway, so they would sing that song, and then every time it said Alice, he and the crowd would shout Alice, Alice, who the f is Alice? Yeah. This country's weird. <laughs> But it's weird that you that now we all think of that with the name. Terrible. Yeah. Well, the other thing I think of is like so. The other thing when I hear the name Alex Alice is in my head, I go Deutschland über Alice. Oh, I don't think that. No. <laughs> Maybe I've put that in your head and it can yeah. replace Roy yeah. Chubby Brown. But is any if your name is Alice, are people saying that to you? They're going, "Oh, Alice, who the uh, is Alice?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I or, wonder, probably not. Or is anyone saying Deutschland Ooh. über Alice? Or is yeah. that an original thing to say? <laughs> Or should we just like not not pass comment if we hear someone's name? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm very pleased for the both of you, and I uh, I look forward to whatever goes awry at the wedding. I've said before that our wedding it was it was like my wife was being held hostage and <laughs> like marched at gunpoint down the aisle. She was crying so much, not in a charming way. And then I was crying, and like people didn't know what to do, so people were crying. It was it was mm, not good. A lot of tears. Not good. Not good. <laughs> really was more tears than most funerals I've been. It's to. not good. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think a lot of people who came to our wedding hold that against me. <laughs> that they they f- found themselves. It, it, it was like a weird madness overtook the crowd, and people were crying, mm. and, they, and it was just like all these British people feeling very uncomfortable and embarrassed about this outpouring of emotion. It wasn't good. Anyway. Anyway, sorry, I was getting it was my wedding anniversary yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was getting a bit lost in uh when you look at the I know it's different for you because your marriage failed. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm only saying you know I don't think of it that way. It's just you can think of it as a success. <laughs> no, I don't I mean it was very particular circumstances, oh, but right. I really hate that expression failed marriage because yeah. I think just think these things are what they are, they are what they you know end up being. If it's a lifetime, it's a lifetime. If it's twenty five years, yeah. it's twenty five years. If it's a year, it's it's a year. And like your wedding day was a really happy day. So it's not like yeah. you know but anyway, mm. the, the the point I was gonna make is do you ever think about the list of the people you invited to your wedding mm. and i'm not talking about his friends i'm talking about yours yeah and thinking if i got married today very small number of those people would make the cut i think it's so interesting that point because mm. i i wonder how many people 10 years on 20s on 30 years on could honestly say that it would be exactly the same guest list i mm. think your friendships change so yes how, how much it changes yeah because for me it's like 10 years ago and i think yeah be completely different now yeah it's really weird yeah, well, not yeah. completely different like you'd still be there 
probably no you just told me that <laughs> but it's really interesting isn't yeah it? i know yeah so I know. it's just a snapshot of your friendship group at, on that day like, yeah yeah not, yeah yeah, yeah. It's and we tried to be really smart with ours just because it was such a small wedding and sarah you know at that, that point she lived in this country less than a year when we got married um so we had to think really you know her her rule was i don't want to look out on my wedding day and see people i've never met before mm-hmm. that was the, you know her bottom line yeah. um and even with that in mind, picking really carefully, there's a lot of people who were there on both sides who wouldn't make the cut today. Mm. Some, some people who I've barely spoken to since that day. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, I hope you have a nice wedding, yes. Tim, looking yeah. at all these people you won't be speaking to in <laughs> just a few short years. Yeah. Oh, as an exercise, think now, like who you'll still be friends with in 10 years' time, then in 10 years' time, open the envelope where you've written it down and yeah, see if you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, a, yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah, that's great. Mm. A little time capsule. Yes. That's a great idea, predicting what your life will be like via a time capsule. Yeah, in terms of friends. Oh, yeah. God, or anything. I or mean, anything. Yeah. Although that could be quite dispiriting. No, don't do that. But uh, something will happen. No, it won't. <laughs> that won't. You, are, you know, they were young. They were young. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, Tim. Congratulations, and Alice. Uh, is, is it the anniversary? It's anniversary, isn't it? Yeah, four yeah, years. Yeah, four years anniversary. So, um, congratulations to both of you. If you would like a publication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.